Hello out there, science nerds. You're listening to Evolving with Mr. V, a weekly podcast that covers the week that was in AP dual credit biology and much more. I am your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, and this is officially episode 25, week 25 of the 2019-2020 school year. In this week's podcast, we will recap the week of February 24th through February 28th in AP dual credit biology and look forward to the coming week as well. Spoilers for the week, quick on Wednesday and Labs Labs Labs. In this week's second segment, I'll go through a quick rundown of biology in the news, highlighting the biggest biology headlines making waves in the world of biology today. And in our final segment, we'll revisit Mr. V's mailbag and answer some more questions from inquisitive listeners in a segment called Mr. V Answers Your Questions, or at least tries to answer your questions. Now, before we begin the podcast, we need to hear from our sponsor in a segment I call Mr. V Needs Some Cheddar for a Spring Break Getaway. This episode is brought to you by Tutoring. Hey, are you struggling on quizzes on exams? Did you just recently bomb a gene control quiz? Are you frustrated with subpar performances on major assessments? Are you ready for a change? Then attend tutoring. That's right. Tutoring can turn those D's into B's and improve not just your grades, but your self-esteem and confidence. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to this recent student who attended tutoring. Yeah, my name is Jake, Jake from State Farm, and I attended tutoring and I went from getting F's on quizzes to now earning B's. And because of tutoring, I now have a date for the prom. So thanks, tutoring. So stop thinking about attending and just go to tutoring. When is it? Every day from 7.45 a.m. to 8.40 a.m. and 4.20 to 4.45 p.m. Except Wednesday mornings. Where is it? In E211, where you take AP dual credit biology. So stop your crying and go to tutoring. Side effects of tutoring may include a 15-point jump in your GPA, being called a super nerd, becoming a summa, flatulence, and a positive comment and high five from your professor and we're back so let's get into our time machine and go back go back and review the week that was in ap dual credit biology this week in class we started our discussion of mendel and the gene idea so we'll review his two laws he developed and look at the genetics that go beyond what mendel saw and investigated so let's begin with mendel's first law mendel's first law of segregation which he discovered by performing monohybrid crosses with pea plants mendel's law of segregation states that alleles for the same trait gene will separate or segregate during gametes formation, aka meiosis, with the paired condition being restored in the process of fertilization in the formation of a zygote. Mendel's law of segregation predicts if a true monohybrid cross, a cross where we're looking at one trait where both parents are heterozygous, it will predict a 3 to 1 phenotypic ratio, where 75% will show the dominant phenotype and 25% will show the recessive phenotype, and a predicted genotype of 1 to 1, one homozygous dominant to two heterozygous and one homozygous recessive. Mendel's second law, the law of independent assortment was discovered when Mendel investigated the inheritance of two traits at a time by performing dihybrid crosses. 
In a dihybrid cross, both parents are heterozygous for both traits, and Mendel's Law of Independent Assortment states that allele pairs will separate independently of other gene pairs during gamete formation. Now, Mendel's second law will always predict a 9 to 3 to 3 to 1 phenotypic ratio of a true dihybrid cross, where 9 will show the dominant-dominant phenotype, 3 will show the dominant recessive, another 3 will show the recessive dominant, and only 1 will show the two recessive alleles. 1 out of 16 will show both recessive alleles. Now, it is important to note that Mendel's Law of Independent Assortment only applies to genes, allele pairs located on different chromosomes. Now, let's look at some inheritance patterns that go beyond what Mendel described. First up, incomplete dominance, where the dominant phenotype is not fully expressed in the heterozygote, resulting in a new phenotype, one intermediate or a blending between the homozygous dominant and homozygous recessive. For example, when we look at carnations, there are red carnations and there are white carnations. And when you hybridize them, when you cross them, you get heterozygotes that carry the red and white allele and you get pink carnations, a new phenotype between red and white. Another pattern of inheritance beyond Mendel's investigation is codominance, which is the full expression of both alleles in the heterozygote. So no blending in, no intermediate. Both alleles get expressed because both are dominant. For example, blood alleles. There are three blood alleles, A, B, and O, with blood alleles A and B both being dominant and O being recessive. Therefore, if you inherit alleles A and B from your parents, you end up being a heterozygous with type AB blood, an example of co-dominance. Other patterns of inheritance we should review that go beyond Mendel is pleiotrophy, which is the ability of a single gene to have multiple phenotypic effects. This usually occurs with genes that cause genetic disorders, where one gene, one gene mutation can actually cause multiple symptoms. For example, sickle cell anemia caused by one recessive gene, which causes several symptoms, multiple symptoms like fatigue, blood clotting, pain in joints, and dizziness. Another inheritance pattern is epistasis, an interaction between two non-allele genes in which one modifies the phenotypic expression of the other. So one gene ends up determining the expression of another. For example, this usually happens with pigment color and deposit, where one gene will determine a pigment color like black or brown pigment in mice, but another gene determines if pigment will be deposited at all. And if the second gene expresses no pigment deposit, then by default the mouse or the mice will be albino or white, no color whatsoever, no matter what that first gene might express. One last pattern of inheritance is polygenetic inheritance, in which the additive effect of two or more genes determines a single phenotypic character. For example, skin pigmentation. Skin pigmentation is controlled by three separately inherited genes in humans, an excellent example of a polygenetic trait. Now, one important note to ensure we don't get a misconception about alleles that are dominant or recessive is that it does not determine the relative abundance of alleles in a population. 
person. So dominant alleles are not necessarily more common and recessive alleles more rare. So don't make that mistake of thinking this way. During this week, we also discuss sex-linked traits, those found on sex chromosomes, but mostly the X chromosome, hence why they are also called X-linked traits. In addition, most X-linked or sex-linked traits are recessive traits, like colorblindness, Duchenne muscular dystrophy, and hemophilia. Now, because X-linked traits are on the X chromosome and recessive, females tend to be carriers, very rare for females to express sex-linked traits. And males tend to be the ones that express the traits, since males only have one X chromosome. Males cannot hide the recessive allele with a normal version, since once again, males only have one X chromosome, a condition called hemizygous, only one X chromosome. One last note about sex-linked traits or X-linked traits is that fathers can pass sex-linked alleles to their daughters but not to their sons since a male will pass only the Y chromosome to his son and not the X chromosome. So those were some of the big concepts we covered in the week. Make sure to work through genetic problem sets 1 and 2 to ensure you understand the genetics of working through these patterns of inheritance and attend tutoring. Let's now recap the major activities and events that occurred in the week. Tuesday was quiz day over DNA packaging and gene control, which students got the results on Friday, and boy, oh, do they stink. So we'll address this topic again this coming week. We also had another quiz over Mendel and beyond on Friday. If you missed this quiz, make sure to make it up by Tuesday morning. And that, my AP biologist, was the week that was an AP dual credit biology. And now for our second segment, Biology in the News, where I'll highlight two big stories, headlines that are making huge waves in the world of biology today. The biggest story right now in the world of biology is the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19. So let's give an update on the latest information we have from this day of February 29th around 10 p.m. The number of cases around the world now for the coronavirus is 86,992 with 2,979 deaths, so about a 3.5% death rate. Now, in the U.S., there have been 69 confirmed cases with the first death happening this morning to an elderly man with already underlying health issues, which are the types of individuals that it ends up being fatal in, usually the elderly or those individuals with compromised immune systems. So this is still a very serious virus that we should be concerned about. Not panicky, not being all scared about it, but being aware of and maintaining safe practices when in large groups, like washing hands, covering your mouth when sneezing or coughing, and wiping down surfaces with disinfectant, like Lysol. So remember to watch out for symptoms like fever, cough, and shortness of breath, and stay home if you feel remotely sick and get tested for the flu, which is what is really being passed around more often than the coronavirus. So practice your cleanliness and stay healthy. 
Now, on a lighter and more uplifting or exciting story, a newly discovered older cousin of the T-Rex has been discovered, and scientists think it was so badass, it's been named after death itself, Thanotartaritis de Grotorum, Greek for the Reaper of Death. So its nickname is Thanatos. That is a pretty wicked nickname. The fossils were discovered in Canada around Calgary and date about 79 million years ago before the T-Rex, so an ancestor to the T-Rex. Scientists believe it could have measured up to about 8 meters or 26 feet in length with a long, deep snout, similar to those fossils of the T-Rex. So quite an awesome discovery. So let's hear it for Thanatos. And now for our final segment, Mr. V's Mailbag. You've got mail. Where I'll answer listeners' questions that have been submitted by curious audience members. And our first question comes from audience member, username, alwaysabsent2020. And this listener asked, Mr. V, which is your favorite period? Which period class do you enjoy the most? Well, good question, alwaysabsent2020. And that's a pretty hard question to answer. It's like asking a zombie whose flesh they would like to eat the most. Well, I I think I equally dislike all my periods pretty much about the same, but if I had to choose one, I would say that my favorite period is... Yep, that's right. That period's probably the best, most fun, and awesome group of students ever. So I can't wait to see you guys tomorrow. Now, we have time for one more question, and this one is from username I like to cheer TikTok. And this listener asks, Mr. V, can you give me some fun, interesting facts? Well, sure. Here's an interesting fact. Broccoli and cauliflower do not grow in the wild and never really has. It actually was first cultivated, cultivated and bred by humans from a wild species of wild cabbage. Also, here's a couple more interesting facts. Your eyes are always the same size from birth, but your nose and ears never stop growing. So there you go. I like to cheer TikTok. Some fun, interesting facts. Now, before we end the podcast, a couple of reminders for the week. On Monday, we will start our discussion of chi-square, a statistical test that we can use to analyze expected and observed results. Wednesday will be quiz day over pedigrees and chi-square. On Thursday and Friday, we will be doing a DNA extraction lab. So you guys will need to bring in some strawberries, bananas, and saliva. In addition, extra credit notebook checks will happen Wednesday after school from 4.20 to 5 p.m. and Thursday morning, 7.50 a.m. to 8.40 a.m. and Friday from 4.20 to 4.35 p.m. Times will be strictly enforced and only perfectly organized notebooks need apply. All notes, assignments, labs, and FRQs need to be completed for this second semester. Make sure all your note summary questions are answered and sketch notes colored. Well, that brings us to an end of episode 20. 
25, week 25 of Evolving with Mr. V. I hope you found this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. I want to thank Free Music Archive and Sound Bible for the free music and sound effects on the podcast. This podcast was written, produced, and recorded by Velasquez Productions. Once again, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast on your podcast listening platform. Feel free to email me at ovelas at nisd.net with any comments or feedback. Make sure that you follow the podcast on the new Instagram page called Evolving with Mr. V and help me get that verified status. Hey, and once again, if you're using Apple Podcasts or iTunes, hey, why don't you go down and leave a comment? Give me some feedback, give me some stars, anything would be deeply appreciated. Well, this is your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your Master of the Biological Arts, signing off and reminding you to please, please, for your professor's sake, attend tutoring. Some still so I could see